Hi there, dear listener. Lazlo here with a quick pre-roll message for you. Before we get started, I want to let you know there are all kinds of convenient ways for you to support my efforts to bring you all these podcast shows on Chinese history, Chinese sayings, and tea history. If you go to my website at teacup.media and click the support button at the top, you'll find a bunch of ways to show some appreciation. There's Patreon, where you can get early access to new episodes, exclusive content, and an invite to the Teacup Media Discord channel, and more. CHP Premium, that also has early access, exclusive episodes, and ad-free versions of the entire CHP back catalog. Plus, there's several other ways to donate to the show as well. Check the episode show notes for a link to that very page. And my deepest thanks for listening and supporting me and my humble efforts. Hey everyone, Laszlo Montgomery here with the CSP Season 2 Opener. I hope everyone had a halfway decent rest while I was busy working on this new slate of 10 episodes. For Season 2, I will feature Chinese sayings that all, in some form or another, have something to do with music. For example, our four-character saying today, Chu Gao He Gua, means the song is too highbrow to be appreciated by many. So, before getting more ahead of myself than I already am, let's pick apart these four Chinese characters like we always do and see what this means and what's the backstory behind this unappreciated song. Chu Gao He Gua. A Chu is a song, a kind of sung poetry that became all the rage during the Song Dynasty and even more so in the Yuan Dynasty that followed the Song. The four main types of Chinese poetry were shi, ci, fu, and this qu form. Gao means high or lofty. He in the fourth tone means to join in the singing or to chime in. This character is usually uh, pronounced in the second tone. And the fourth character is gua, which means few or scant. Boy, that was more complicated than usual. So, chu gao, he gua. All strung together, let's see. Poem, high, joining in, few. Well, I could sort of maybe make out what this might be all about. But rest assured, like every cheng yu, there is some ancient story that will explain that oblique four-character phrase. And then once you're properly schooled on that, everything will be as clear as a bell. Now, don't roll your eyes or anything, but believe it or not, this one goes back to the Warring States period. Doesn't it always seem that way? 475 to 249 BCE. I'll tell you, that was definitely the golden age for Cheng Yu. This comes from a work uh, called Dui Chu Wang Wen, or Replying to the Chu King's Questions. And who, might you ask, was the one replying to the Chu King? This was someone I'm sure you never heard of. His name was Song Yu, and he was a literary man of great repute back in the Warring States period. He was an official who was well known for the profundity of his work and for being a student of a famous official named Chu Yuan. Chu Yuan was a well-known personage from Chinese history and culture, and it was from his suicide over his unfair exile from Chu and the later defeat of Chu by Qin that led Chu Yuan to commit suicide by drowning himself in the Milo River east of Dongting Lake in Hunan, which in turn, was the inspiration for the whole creation of the Dragon Boat Festival. So, Song Yu had a very top-rated teacher, and this explained 
why his poetry was so admired by many. And one other noteworthy point about Song Yu, he made the list of the Gu Dai Si Da Mei Nan, the four most handsome men in ancient China. So he was a good-looking guy. Pan An, the Western Jin literary great, Gao Changgong, and Wei Jie were the other three. Gao was a general in the northern Qi, and Wei was another Jin dynasty official. So the king of Chu, after hearing all kinds of trash talking about Song Yu around the palace, started to feel a little suspicious about this key man of his. Song Yu had been whispered about, and worst of all, his literary prowess was put in doubt by many in Chu high society. So the king asked Song Yu, what's up with that? Why is there so much negativity about your work these days? And here in this piece entitled, Dui Chu Wang Wen, like I said, Song Yu defends himself against all these words whispered to the king about him behind his back. Now what follows in the narrative from all these Chinese sources is an explanation from Song Yu to the king of Chu that involves all these ancient Chinese musical terms and the notes. So I'm going to try and present it sans the tidal wave of Chinese language terms, which unless you're familiar with ancient Chinese music, uh, will go in one era and out the other. So it went like this. Song Yu began to explain to the king. Let's say there's a singer performing in the city somewhere, and he starts singing some old traditional folk tune from the countryside. Thousands will join in and sing along with him. Then he performs some dirge or an elegy, you know, something a little more down-tempo and elegant. Suddenly, there are just a few hundred people who could sing along and appreciate it. Then this singer starts belting out Yang Chun Bai Xue, an old favorite among the scholarly elites. Now all you have are a couple dozen people who could sing along. Then, when he starts singing all the obscure, ancient, classic tunes that used all these forgotten keys and high notes and whatnot, well, now all you have joining in with the singer are maybe just a few. The king got the message that Song Yu was trying to convey. So the more highbrow the music, the less people will be able to understand and appreciate it. Song Yu replied to his king, You got that right. You see, just as the phoenix and the sparrow are both birds, only one can fly to the heavens and back. Can a sparrow ever know how high the sky is? Same with fish. Look at the mighty kunfish that could swim to the deepest depths of the oceans and then soar as the pung bird to the highest point in the heavens. Now look at him compared to a common goldfish. Can the goldfish ever imagine how vast and deep are the seven seas? Well, you know, it's the same with humans. Just as fishes include the mighty kun and birds have the phoenix, so do people have their extraordinary kinds. The king, after listening to Song Yu carry on like this, said, Boy, it must be lonely to have such genius and sagacity. Uh, you got no idea, says Song Yu. You know how it is. If the tunes are too highbrow, few people can sing it. I mean, how can the common unwashed masses understand and appreciate my work? So, there are a few different ways as far as how you use it. Like Song Yu, if you feel you're perhaps too ahead of your time or you're just too erudite for your own good and can't get people to follow you, you could resign yourself to the possibility that you are 
You're too darn highfalutin for your own good. It can also be used in the situation where, let's say you're trying to console a friend. Uh, maybe their book bombed or their speech didn't go well or their play got panned and they were, you know, let's say, underappreciated. Then you could, you know, pat your friend on the back and softly say, hey, you know, such magnificent work like yours, that's ah, too clever for these people. Anyone who is recognized for the profoundness of their work, yet receives little or no acclaim for it, can be said to suffer from Few will sing along to or appreciate a tune that is too highbrow or too intellectual, if you will, for their tastes. So, there you have it, mes amis. Season 2 is now off and running. And that is going to be all I have for you this time. Laszlo Montgomery signing off from the Southern California town of Los Angeles. I'm here pretty much each week serving up Cheng Yu, Chinese sayings that can be used by your good selves for all sorts of perfect occasions, as well as in your daily life to wow and amaze those orbiting your world. And now you know the story behind this one. So if anyone asks you to explain, just remember the King of Chu and the handsome underappreciated official Song Yu. See you next time, everybody. This podcast, as well as the China History Podcast and China Vintage Hour, are all available at teacup.media and all the coolest, hippest, most respected and admired podcast apps and directories around. See you next time, perhaps, for another exciting episode of the Chinese Sayings Podcast.